What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CPA Zone, the podcast where we discuss tax strategies and accounting tips for entrepreneurs and real estate investors. My name is Ryan Pulis, and our company, The Pulis Group, offers tax planning and advisory services for entrepreneurs like you. Whether it's bookkeeping, tax planning, or CFO services that you're looking for, we've got you covered. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the CPA Zone, brought to you by the Pulis Group. Today, we're going to talk about installment sales. So this topic came up. I, I'm part of a real estate meetup group. We've been talking a good bit about creative financing and taking back a note, the seller carrying a note when they sell a property. And when that happens, the tax treatment is what's called an installment sale. So I thought I'd do a quick episode on covering installment sales to explain exactly what they are and how they work. So an installment sale is simply the sale of property where you receive at least one payment after the year of the sale. So you're spreading your payments out into the future. Seller financing is typically going to result in an installment sale for tax purposes. So you are acting as the bank. An installment sale allows you to spread the tax liability over a number of years as you receive the payments. So every time you receive a payment, you'll recognize some of the tax liability, which is much better than recognizing all that tax liability in the year of sale. So the portion of the gain is recognized with each payment received, and that's going to be based on your gross profit percentage. So each payment is going to be broken down into a few parts. You'll likely have an interest component because you're going to charge interest for not getting all of your money up front. Interest is just taxable as interest as normal. And then you're going to have a principal payment. So the principal payment is broken down into two farther parts. A return of your basis, which is generally your costs adjusted for things like depreciation. And then the rest of the principal payment is going to re- represent a, the gain on the sale. So three parts of the payment. Interest. Principal, and the principal is subdivided into two additional parts, a return of your basis and the gain. Now, installment sales do come with a few restrictions. So if your total installment contracts in any year are greater than $5 million, whether it's from a single sale or multiple sales, then you have to report, you generally have to report interest on the deferred tax. So you get to kick the tax liability down the road some, because you're receiving payments in the future. However, if you have larger sales, when they exceed $5 million, you're gonna have to pay some interest on that deferred tax. Dealers that sell inventory, so in real estate, think uh, fix and flips, they're not allowed to use the installment sale treatment. So the sale is taxable in the year of sale. Everything's taxable in that first year. When you're a dealer in inventory, whether you take a note or not, you can still carry a note, But the entire tax will be reported in that year if you're doing a fix and flip. So you want to make sure you receive a large enough down payment to at least cover the tax. There are special anti-abuse rules that come into place when you're dealing with related parties. We're not going to go too far into that because it gets a bit uh, nuanced. Depreciation recapture is reported in the year of sale when you're dealing with personal property. So when you're, when you're dealing with just the real estate, the building itself, the which is considered Section 1250 property, and it's being depreciated over the straight line, which all buildings are now, uh, many years ago, there were other depreciation methods. So it's p- 
possible to have some recapture if their building's old, but generally that straight line depreciation, that gain can be um, spread out along with the tax liability. There's no recapturing all of that, but your any personal property that's depreciated, any bonus depreciation that was taken, you have to recapture that and it's all taxable in the year of sale. So it's the capital gain that's being spread out over the time that you receive the payments. So now if you held the asset for less than a year, that gain is going to be taxed as ordinary income. If you held it for over a year, then the gains are taxed at the long-term capital gains rates. Also, you cannot use the installment sale method when you're dealing with a loss. The entire loss is just recognized in the year of sale, which is generally better for you anyway. So no big deal there, but it is one of the restrictions. So let's take a bit of a closer look at how the installment sales are taxed. So you're taxed on the gross profit attributable to the amount of principal payments received during the first year. And that's exclusive of any interest. Again, the interest is sort of its own animal and just taxes any other type of interest. So your gross profit is calculated by subtracting your adjusted basis from the selling price. And that's the net selling price, not of any selling expenses. So the gross profit is a simple way to think about it is your, your total gain from the transaction. So we have selling price minus selling expenses minus your adjusted basis equals your gross profit in dollars. The gross profit percentage is calculated by taking the total gain from the sale divided by the contract price. Now, generally, your contract price will equal your selling price. However, if the buyer assumes any liabilities, there's an adjustment. So we would reduce the, the selling price by assumed liabilities to arrive at our contract price. But typically, it, your, your selling price is going to equal your contract price. So let's say a quick, easy example. Your selling price is $100. There's an adjusted basis of $80. And you're receiving annual payments of $10. The gross profit is $20. That's the $100 selling price minus the $80 adjusted basis. And your gross profit percentage would be 20% because we have a $20, a $20 gross profit divided into our $100 selling price or contract price. That means each $10 payment you receive every year is represented as $2 of gain, the 20% times 10, and $80 return of your basis. The installment sales are reported on Form 6252 on your tax return. Another nice thing about installment sales is they can help defer tax by up to a year on a failed 1031 exchange if the timing's right. And what I mean by that is if you, if you start a 1031 exchange at the end of the year, you may not know that it's failed until sometime in the next year. Let's say you start a 1031 exchange December 1st. You have 45 days to identify your replacement properties. Your property sells in December. The money goes to the qualified intermediary. And you don't know until sometime in January of the following year that your 1031 exchange has failed. The qualified intermediary still has your money. You don't have receipt or constructive receipt to generate the tax liability. Your, your qualified intermediary returns that money to you in the next tax year. Now you use the installment sale to capture the sale in the year of sale. You're going to receive zero payments because the qualified intermediary has all the money. They return that to you on the failed 1031 exchange in the next year. That's when you re report using the installment sale on your form 6252 the receipt of funds and you calculate and report that gain 
in that following tax year. So it allows you to essentially defer the tax by another year because the 1031 exchange failed in cross tax years. So just know you have that in your back pocket if the timing works out and your, your 1031 fails in the year following when it started. So let's take uh, another, let's talk through another example of installment sale. So we're going to ignore interest and depreciation recapture again, just to keep the numbers simple. So let's say you sell a piece of real estate for $160,000. Your adjusted basis is $100,000. Selling costs are $10,000. So our net selling price is 150, the 160 minus $10,000 in selling expenses. And our adjusted basis is $100,000. So we agree that we'll take a $25,000 down payment, 20% down, and carry a note over five years with payments of $25,000 each of the five following years to pay off the entire $150,000. So we would calculate our gross profit as $50,000. So that's the 160 selling price minus 10,000 selling expenses minus our $100,000 adjusted basis. That leaves us $50,000 in gross profit dollars. Gross profit percentage is 33 and a third percent, which is $50,000 divided or $50,000 gross profit divided by our net selling price of $150,000. So our year one taxable gain, because we we received $25,000 down, would be 33 and a third percent of $25,000, which comes out to $8,333. And that same amount will be taxable in each of the future five years where we receive additional payments of $25,000. We're just going to assume the ratio stays the same. If we're dealing with principal and interest, your principal payments are going to adjust slightly each year. But again, we're just keeping the number simple, assuming $25,000 of principal payments each year. We'll multiply that by our gross profit percentage, 33 and a third, and recognize a taxable gain of $8,333 each year. And the remaining balance of that $25,000 is a return of our adjusted basis. Now, I mentioned earlier when the buyer assumes liabilities, it adjusts the contract price sum. So if the buyer assumes a mortgage or takes it subject to, then the amount that the buyer assumes increases your selling price. As long as the assumed mortgage is less than your adjusted basis in the property, the amount assumed by the buyer is considered a return of basis. Now, if the assumed mortgage is greater than your adjusted basis, the amount assumed up to your basis is treated as a return of basis, and then the excess is treated as a taxable payment. And if this happens to be the case, your gross profit percentage will always be 100% in future years because you've eliminated your basis, that entire return basis happened in the year of sale. So to summarize, installment sales can help spread your tax liability over multiple years, Your tax liability is based on the gross profit or gain recognized with each principal payment. The installment sale treatment is not allowed for dealers. You can carry a note if you're doing fix and flips or selling inventory, but your gain is going to be taxable all in the year of sale. Then if a buyer assumes a mortgage or takes a mortgage or takes a property subject to the mortgage, then your selling price increases, which impacts that gross profit percentage allocation. And again, the, you know, the bonus 
Remember, an installment sale can help reduce the pain of a failed 1031 exchange if the timing's right by deferring that tax by up to an, another tax year. I hope you found value in this episode. If so, please leave a five-star review or hit the like and subscribe button. And until next time, have a great day. So that about does it for this episode of the CPA Zone. Thanks for listening, and I hope you found something valuable that you can take away. We are taking on new clients, and if you'd like to work with us, then go to our website and fill out the client intake form on our contact page. This can be found at thepulisgroup.com forward slash contact. That's T-H-E-P-U-L-I-C-E-G-R-O-U-P dot com forward slash contact.